Welcome to the Coffee with Curls podcast, a place to have an honest conversation about everyday life with a side of knowledge and coffee. Tune in to a brand new episode. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode with Coffee with Curls. I am here with a special guest, and I'll let herself be introduced. Introduce yourself, guest. Hello, hello, hello. I am Atandra Vinshale. I am the keeper of the Mermaid's Wisdom at themermaidswisdom.com. I am a Reiki therapist as well as a feminine wellness coach. Okay. So, And I am super happy to be here. I'm happy you're on, too. Thank you for being on. Yes. And so just to give you guys a little background, we're actually at a natural what you say, like a food place, you would call this? Is it, is it, I would call it a juice, a juice bar, a, a juice, juice smoothie bar. bar. Yeah, yeah. I need to get my health on after <laughs> leaving the gym this morning, right? And yeah. my husband's like, are you hungry? And I'm like, yes. He's like, do you want McDonald's? He's like, no. <laughs> it just worked out for an hour. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I don't want to no. do that. He's like, I was like, you know what? Let's go eat something healthy. He said, where do you want to go? I was like, let's go to what is this? Roots Republic. Mm-hmm. And he's like looking at me sideways because, you know, it's grass food. It's what he called it, bunny food. <laughs> I was like, I need bunny foods for energy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Very much needed. So... It's so good. So tell me a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in this journey. Oh, which journey? Oh, which, one, which one do you want to share first? Maybe the Reiki. Okay. Yes. Man. Okay. So I started. So, okay. So let me, let me back up. Yeah. So as far as Reiki, like the actual energy yes. healing or the actual energy um, it, or interacting with that energy. I've been doing that since I was a child. Really? But I didn't know that that's what it was. Okay. You know, so I remember one day being in my mom's car. I was like 12 or 13 years old. Yeah. And the car wouldn't start. Oh. And so I had to get to school. And I remember doing my hands like this, like, oh, just please let the car start. Please let the car start. You know, and like after like two or three minutes, the car started. And I was like, woo! <laughs> so... <laughs> That was me. <laughs> you know? So I've always done that kind of thing. Okay. Um, but never really knew that there was a name for it. Mm. And then about maybe two years ago, two and a half years ago or so, um, I had some really crazy changes happen with my first business, which is in fitness and nutrition. Okay. So I had a, a bunch of my clients were getting shipped out with their jobs overseas and so you know I had that going on and I had some other things I was trying to do that weren't like quite coming together okay and you know I kind of hit like this depression this kind of deep depression and I had so much stuff going in my mind going on in my mind at the time that I I literally thought I was losing my mind like I thought I was going crazy Mm. but I didn't really I didn't really express that to people okay because you know as a wife a mom a business owner people have seen me go to school I'm the oldest of you know all of my siblings and so there's this idea that Atandra has it put together mm. and Atandra can take on all of these things and do them all and it's you know she just does it it's just what she does right so when you are that person you're almost not allowed yeah. to not be okay yes 
You know, yes. if that makes sense. It does make sense, absolutely. You know, yes. you're you're not allowed to to not have it together. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're you're also not allowed to appear as though you don't have it together. Mm. So I would give glimpses into what was going on with me, but I never really told people that like internally, I really felt like I was going crazy. Okay. And so um, I remember I was scrolling on Facebook, wasting time one day. Like a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was just wasting time. I was in one of those moods and I was like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to think about anything. I'm just a scroll on Facebook. Yeah. And, um, Dr. Akua had posted uh, a post for naturopathic Reiki. Mm. And I didn't really know what it was. I don't remember all of her verbiage, but I remember something along the lines of get your mind back or getting mm. your mind back or something like that. Whatever it was, it registered to me as, okay, I'm in the space right now where I feel like I'm losing my mind. Mm. This is an opportunity for me to be in a space where I can start working on getting my mind back. And so um, I showed up okay. and it was just supposed to be, I'm going to go. I don't know what this is. I just want to be here and I need something. I need something. And um, it was a beautiful and amazing experience. And I just, you know, continued really from that point. Okay. Um, but because <laughs> my background is in science so like mm. my degree is in biological and physical sciences oh it, okay yes and so i have a i have a published research study with md anderson cancer center and so you know going from that into being a metabolic technician and and, and so there's a lot of science and so i'm known as this you know atandra you know she's a, a trained scientist because that's my background mm -hmm. like i am a trained scientist by background. Okay. So to be a trained scientist and then to be like, oh yeah, and by the way, <laughs> I do my hands like this and this energy comes and it does stuff. Yeah. That's, that's not really easy to kind mm -hmm. of, you know, when everything that you've done has been so hardcore science-based for so long. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're like, and <laughs> let me add on. <laughs> By the way, you know, I also do these kind of little secret little magical things. Like it's not something that you could just kind of, at least for me, I didn't feel like I could do that. So I'm not going to say it's not something that you can do. Right. I'm going to say that that's how I felt. I didn't feel like I could. Okay. And so I went in, I got my level two, um, level two attunement. And I would do it, but it was kind of like that thing that I did that nobody else really knew that I did. Mm. I would kind of talk about it a little bit on, on, on social media, so I kind of started changing my posts on social media and, and, mm. and slowly, you know, letting people know, like, hey, this is what, you know. But I still didn't. Okay. And so I had decided in my mind that I would practice Reiki and, and do Reiki for 25 years before I got my master attunement mm. for the naturopathic Reiki. Like this was a, this is, I don't know where I got 25 years from. Okay. This was something I had made up in my own head. Mm. Because in my head I was like, after 25 years, I'll be ready for the master teacher training. And um, I did a talk at a wellness clinic okay. on Reiki. And one of the ladies was like, do you teach? And I said, no. I said, because I'm only attuned to level two, so I don't have permission to teach that. 
I said, but you know, after a few years, you know, I think I'll be able to do that. And she looks at me and she goes, no, I think it'll be very soon for you. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And I was like, oh, well, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, that's cute. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, that's cute. She believes, you know, whatever. And I want to say like a few days after that, my naturopathic Reiki master sent me an email okay. and was like outlining the details of the level three master training. And I was just like, at first I wasn't going to go, mm. you know, because I had told myself in my mind, 25, 25 years, years, you haven't even 25, 25 years, years, you know, it was yeah. like, I'm going to do 20, because by 25 years, you know, you can be a spiritual guru, like in 25 years, what I'll do you be have to be old to be a spiritual guru? What do you have to be like a thousand, right? Like up and down, if you see anybody, right? Yoda. <laughs> I understand it does come with wisdom, age, but sometimes right. we do too much. You know, <laughs> I do. So, and I remember when I showed up and I was telling her, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, I thought I was going to do 25 years. And she was like, where did you get this number from? <laughs> like, where did you? But the reality was, here's the reality. When I mm. sat down with myself and I told, my, told myself the truth, in 25 years, I would be older. Mm. So by that point, in my mind, it would be more socially acceptable for me to be the person that does this kind of work because now I'm older and that's what older people do. So on one hand, I was like 25 years of spiritual development. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, it was really just me hiding. Your truth. Yeah. Right? So that's where we are now. I'm gonna share something with you okay. because I'm comfortable enough to share. And you're, you're and it's only gonna, I'm gonna now that you're gonna be the second person and everybody else is listening to share this too. And so a very long time ago. So this whole energy th energy reiki thing, mm -hmm. it's very popularized because of course you have Instagram, social media, it's right. kinda like not everybody's getting into it. Right. And I think that's something that's within us that we've always had there's just almost like a name yes. but we're just understanding it and being more comfortable with yes. it now, right so when I was very young my brother I have a younger brother and he was super sick like sick throwing up and I went over him I don't know I was probably like 14 at the time and I actually laid my hands on him I thought whatever he's going I'll take it whatever it is that he's actually physically going through I'll take it, like transfer of energy. Wow. The next day, it was like he wasn't even sick. And so I actually got sick. Wow. And I never really shared that because that sounds crazy to people. They're like, what the hell? Are you nuts? <laughs> yeah. And my brother was so young because we're such a big age difference. So okay. we're about almost 13 years apart. Okay. So he was a baby. So I was just so afraid for him. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to share that with anybody because that shit sounds crazy. <laughs> Now, like you're saying, it's very more sociable, acceptable. Yeah. And I think getting used to that, there's more than one way to heal. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because most of the healing modalities, I believe, this mm -hmm. is just my belief, they sort of work on the same principle. Okay. And so it becomes your choice. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's the same thing with like acupuncture, right? So okay. with acupuncture, Typically, people will go in for acupuncture because I have a pain in this specific area. Mm. And so what happens is they place the pins along the meridians that govern those organ systems from where you are, like, experiencing that pain, mm. right? Like, what could be the cause of the pain? Right. 
And what ends up happening is it brings awareness to specific points in your body that you don't normally bring awareness mm. to, right? So on one hand, you've got the white blood cells running to that area because it's a little bit of a, like a prick, right? So yeah. it's, a, it's a small injury, like a micro injury. But, it, but on an energetic level, it brings your awareness to that, to that area. And then where there's awareness, there can be healing. Mm, that's good. Right? Say that again. So where there's awareness, <laughs> that's there, Instagram there's healing. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so what it, what it does is it, it allows you to utilize your body as an access point to access that divine energy. Because I do believe that everything starts within the body. Yes. So uh, so many times people, with everything, right, with acupuncture, with Reiki, with yoni steaming, with uh, with the chakras, people want to have this experience that's like way up here, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to be floating on the clouds, <laughs> and, you know, and I want to be seeing colors, yes. and, you know, I saw the angels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we fantasize, well, right? Right. So you have this idea of like what it's like to be yes spiritual or like yeah. in tune with the yeah. divine source. <laughs> but it really begins with you being in your body mm. and being in tune. And it's once you can master that, then from there you can master all things. Mm. And it's not the other way around, but the way it's popularized on social media, it's it's popularized like it's the other way around, mm. but it's not. It's It always begins with the body. So that's that's my, uh, I guess, idea or opinion of, yeah. you know, how this works. So how does Reiki work? So Reiki is very interesting. I tell people Reiki is the least sexy of all of the healing modalities, it? right? Okay. It's, it's, it's very unsexy. Right. That's good to know because I'm going to be scheduling the final part and I'll let you go, guys know how unsexy it is. So, because there's not a lot of pyrotechnics. Okay. There's not a lot of like... You know, it's not like somebody's gonna be in a room like on Naruto where they're like throwing chi across the room yeah. and like you like boom, like I'm, yeah. I'm throwing energy. <laughs> you know, I just had a visual of that. <laughs> Maybe I'll share it after the podcast. <laughs> oh God. So, okay, so Reiki literally translates to divine source energy. Okay. okay. And it is an energy that everybody has access to. Mm -hmm. Everybody has access to it. Divine source energy, whether it's energy from God, energy from the universe, energy from whoever you believe your creator to be, right? Okay. And as a Reiki therapist, what I have committed myself to doing is allowing myself to be the conduit for that energy. Okay. Okay. Now, What's really happening is when a person comes to me for Reiki therapy, their resistance to healing is very low Ooh. because there's an expectation. Okay? Interesting. Okay. So when they're at home by themselves and they're like, I have this, I have a headache or I, I can't think or I can't create or I'm having all of these issues, there's a lot of resistance to receiving that energy and receiving that healing because you're in it, mm. right? Like you're in the situation where the bill isn't paid or you're in the situation yes. where you're having the menstrual cramp or you're in the situation where you're having the headache. So you're in it. Mm. And oftentimes when we're in it, it's very hard for us to release the resistance. Mm. So when they come to me for Reiki therapy, they have little to no resistance. And so because they've released that resistance, 
it allows me to be the conduit for the divine source energy and then the Reiki goes wherever it needs to go to support that healing and to support that holding and that moving forward. So what happened, what you're really, what you're really doing is if you come to me and you don't see yourself as whole, I hold a space for you where I do see you as whole. Mm. I don't see any of my patients, any of my clients as broken, regardless of how they see themselves. Mm -hmm. I see them as whole. And in me holding that space and seeing you as whole, I don't have any resistance. Mm -hmm. You're here with an expectation, so you don't have any resistance. And so that divine source energy can flow through and do what it needs to do in those moments, in that 30 or 45 minutes or an hour that we're together, and you can you can experience the benefit of having that energy flow through you. So what have you learned by practicing this with your clients? What's something that you learn? Hmm. One of the things about Reiki is it requires a very high level of faith. Hmm. Because there are some people who will have a Reiki therapy and they feel something. Okay. Some people have Reiki therapy, they feel nothing. Right? right? So for example, I did Reiki on one of my patients and she got up and she was like, oh my God, it was amazing. I feel like I saw my spirit guides. I felt like they were with me. I could feel this energy flowing with through, through me. I did Reiki on one of my children and they were like, eh. <laughs> you tried. It's like, it's like, eh, I mean, eh, okay. You know, I'm, can we eat now? So, you know, can, yeah. can, can I eat now? And so, um, it, it teaches you that in all things, regardless of your situation, regardless mm -hmm. of what you are experiencing, whether you know it or not, in the unseen, okay. that that divine energy is always working in you, through you, around you, and for you. Mm. And so I think that would be one of the biggest things that I've learned in, in, in being a Reiki therapist. Okay, so yeah. tell me about Mermaid's Wisdom. Ooh, tell us, tell us, tell us. <laughs> so Mermaid's Wisdom is where I house all the yummy stuff. Okay. okay. So that's Reiki, um, Yoni steaming, um, Yoni eggs. I do PMS consultations and PMS coaching for women who are suffering with, you know, PMS symptoms or issues surrounding mm. their menstrual um, cycles. Okay. Um, I do menstrual health coaching as well as menstrual health consultations. Okay. Um, and I also teach women how to build their lives, so both personal and social and business around their feminine cycle, mm. you know. Well, go into a little detail about yes. that. Yes. <laughs> yes, I want to know about that. Please do. <laughs> okay, so our bodies are so beautiful. Mm. Okay, they're so beautiful. They are. And they are so much more intelligent mm. than we could ever absolutely imagine. Mm. Okay. Yes. And the interesting thing is in the different phases, we have different, our hormonal profile is different. Mm -hmm. And so in different phases, different times throughout the month, our hormones are supporting different activities. Mm. So for example, there are certain times of the month where I do not take any coaching calls at all. Really? Point blank, period, end of story. I don't take them. And it's not because I could not do them. It's because working with my body, working with my physiology, I would not be serving my clients at my highest and my best mm, okay. during that time. 
there are certain times of the month where I only take coaching calls from my clients who want that hardcore kind of in your face kind of that kind of interaction, interaction. Okay. and I take those calls during a certain month there's a certain time of the month where I have family meetings mm. if there's you know if I need to bring all my children together yeah and talk about you know now and obviously in life there's always exceptions right there are things that are that will come up that must be handled now just because of that's just life yeah but I do my absolute best to literally work my entire life work my entire business like when you asked me to be on this podcast yeah. the first thing I did was I went and I checked where am I gonna be mm -hmm. where am I gonna be during the time where I'm, I'm gonna be doing this interview and if it if it had fallen in in a specific period of time I would have asked you to to, to choose another day mm. we choose another day right yeah and so in doing that what what happens is that it's almost like you feel like you have this constant flow of energy mm. all the time because you're always doing things that your hormonal profile supports mm. and you're not working against that. Okay. So I don't feel depleted. I mean, there's always exceptions, right? right. Absolutely. Um, but majority of the time, I don't feel depleted. My moods are better. My attitude is better. The way that I interact with people, the way that I interact with my beloved, with my children mm -hmm. is better, with my clients is better. Um, my relationship with my body, my actual physical body, is completely different. Um, I have longer and like deeper and more powerful orgasms. Okay. Like, so there's that's, so many. That's important. Yes. Orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw it out there because. Say that word again. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I think because there's such stigma on women oh. and sexuality and yes. enjoying sex. Yes. And a lot of that is because we have so much blockage yes. mentally, emotionally, in so many ways, right? And yes. we kind of spoke about this before, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you know, like honestly, like I have random conversations with women and we have it separately, but never out. Mm -hmm. Like let's talk about it. Like yeah. where has this come from? Yeah. And you know, a lot of this come from, from either generational Mm -hmm. Absolutely generational, yeah. how you've been brought up, mm -hmm. what was taught. But for women, it's always been stigmatized. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, you need to orgasm. Like, a lot. A lot. Please do. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> a lot. And it's your own responsibility, which it's... is something that nobody talks about. I cannot tell you. So my tagline with the Mermaid's Wisdom is I will typically say I help women love their bodies, love their periods, and have more orgasms. Yes, I like okay. that. You need a shirt. I do. You do. You need I a do. shirt. I need a shirt. Yeah. Or a mermaid. And what happens often when women reach out to me is they want to go straight to the orgasm. <laughs> they hear the big O. They miss their body. Yeah. They miss their feminine cycle, even if you're no longer menstruating. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your body, you still follow a cycle. Yes. So they miss all of that and they want to go straight into orgasms. And I say, okay. But then when we start talking about them, mm -hmm. there are all of these other things yes. that are coming up. All of these other things that are coming up. And I'm like, sis, if you don't deal with that, yes. mm -hmm. if you don't deal with that, mm -hmm. and it's always, you know, I, I, it's always, yeah, because my husband mm -hmm. or my boyfriend right. or, you know, da, 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 and he just doesn't get me. And, da, 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 and I'm just like, and I had a woman get mad at me one time because I told her, I said, ma'am, <laughs> 
I said, you do realize that your orgasm is your responsibility. Yes, Got clean mad at me. <laughs> like, mad. I think if she, I think if she could have, you know, I think mad, if she mad. thought she would have whipped me, she could have, you know, she would have tried. She it wasn't that kind of party, though. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so interesting yeah. because even realizing that, right? Because I, a lot of it, even I had to realize, like, hey, it's your own responsibility yes, yes, for yes, you yes. to... Um, explore what it is. Take the stigma out. Yeah. Because we've been shamed in the sense of, well, if you do that, you're slutty. If you do this, there's so much, like I said, mm-hmm. blockage. When you start letting all that and what people have told you, what you've been taught, and just do what you like, what you enjoy, mm-hmm. with someone who's also willing to do that as right. well. Or by yourself. Oh, by yourself. Please do. You should be by. You should learn your own body. Explore it. It's yours because you cannot tell somebody what to do. Thank you. If you're not dipping yourself. You don't even know. <laughs> yes. Dip in it. Go in it. Like, there's so much about that. And it's empowering when you do. Get off how that's stigmatized, how that's a sin, whatever. Stop. <laughs> it, but you know what's really sad, though? Mm. The current narrative, right, on social media, right, is that it's the patriarchy, right? Men have oppressed us. But what it is, when I when I started when I started studying this work, what I realized when I went back and I was looking at my limiting beliefs around orgasms and around my body and exploring myself and things of that nature, every negative thing that had been said to me had been said to me by another woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I I can agree because that's been been my experience too. The way I've been. You know, how I grew up. It was almost like, hell, I didn't even talk about my life, period. That was like, shh, you know, very quiet. And it was almost like, it's so funny because I did not learn how to use a pad from my mom. I spoke about this before. Oh, wow. I learned in school. So they had this thing in school, elementary school, where they used to take all the girls out, right? And they'll put them in the auditorium and show them how to use a pad or a tampon. Okay. So when I got my period, I actually hid it from my mom for a year. Yes, I know. Isn't that crazy? What? Because I knew that she was going to go and call my aunts and tell them, hey, now she's like this, um, in Spanish, it's called señorita, almost like, oh, now she's coming into her womanhood. Okay. But it's almost like you went and you called all my aunts to tell them that I had this, but we still haven't had a conversation yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. And I got caught because I was using her pad. <laughs> I was 10. I mean, I was young. I got in at nine. Yeah. So to experience that, you know, at least I wasn't scared because I had some kind of knowledge. Right, but you imagine had some context. Some, yeah, but imagine somebody who didn't, a young girl who didn't have that context. And there's always been this big stigma, like, you know, the blading was like, go into the room, you know, to move. Wow. So even, even something like that, it looks so negatively. Mm. It's like it's part of your flow. Like, that's just part of who we are. We do it every month. Most of us, and you know. It's, and it's a very, very spiritually connective time. I'm learning that. And the thing about it is the, the, the menstrual cycle being stigmatized as this negative thing is a recent mm-hmm. phenomenon. Really? It's recent. This is not how it has been viewed. Mm. There are, um, and I can't think of the tribe. Oh, 
I think they were originally in Ghana, but I, I'm, I'm not sure, so don't quote me on that. But there is a tribe in a specific country in Africa, and basically what they used to do is when the women were on their cycles, they would get them all together, mm. they would take them to a specific place, and the people in the village would come with their prayers. Really? And everybody would come with their prayers and give it to the women who were in this space, who were in their bleeding time. And during the bleeding time, the women would, you know, they would make prayers and supplications hmm. on behalf of the people in the village. Because people understood that that time of blood, that time of bleeding was, um, was, was, a, was a very beautiful and a very potent time hmm. for women. That's interesting. Imagine if we, as women, did that now, like support each other. And I do. I actually do that for my clients who um, are getting moon time coaching mm. um, or PMS coaching with me. If I go in on my moon time, I will reach out to them and say, hey, that's amazing. I'm on my moon. Is there anything that you would like for me to pray for? Is there anything that you would like for me to hold space for during mm. this time? That's beautiful because I tell you, I share this. At one point, I used to have two roommates, mm -hmm. and as women, when you're around each other, you start having your cycles around mm -hmm. the same time, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's the workplace or however, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And the funniest thing was she got her period. My my roommate at the time got her period, and she's like, "All I want to do <laughs> is get this big ass ice cream and this like cookies. Will you join me?" I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna join you in this test." <laughs> And it was something as simple as that. Like, she felt good that I was there and yeah. I was happy to be there. And yeah. we was in the same bed watching TV and that's it. It was just, like, one of those things, like, you just needed support. And yeah. I, I feel like we need that as women to be, like, stop judging mm -hmm. each other and let's just be, let's heal each other. Mm -hmm. Because the more we commune and the more we connect, I think there's going to be a healing that if we follow that, yes, we could take over the world. Right? That's, I mean... I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, you know, when my daughter um, got her first blow. Okay. And, and that was actually one of the things that made me change the way that I do business. Interesting. Okay. Because I used to work, when I, when I started my first business in personal training, I used to be at the gym from like 6 in the morning to 9 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. That's a long day. And I missed my daughter's first cycle mm. because it was like 8.30 at night and I was at the gym with the client. Now, luckily, my beloved was home, and we had already talked to her about it, yes. and, you know, he understood, you know, and so That's good. she had support, so it wasn't like this crazy, like, That's oh, my good. God, you and know. he was supportive as a man because it's needed, right? Right, yes. right. So he supported her and, you know, took her to the store, and he was like, babe, I don't know everything that I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm going to try to, you know. So I got the I basics. Got, you know, <laughs> so when I got home, I was oh, able to kind of, you know, kind of smooth things out and everything. Um, but that actually really helped me change the way that I do business because I was like, I, I, I can't, yeah. you know, I can't be missing moments like that. I can't, you know, I can't be doing that. But when I really started studying and I really started understanding what it was, like for my daughter, we have, she has a box and it's called mm. a moon time box. Okay. And in her box, she's got a special journal. She's got some crystals. Really? You know, she's got some, um, sanitary napkins okay. you know and then whenever I, I have an app on my phone where i'm i know when her cycle is coming i talk okay. to all of my sons about it we go get her snacks oh, you know yeah, snacks are she important does, she doesn't do any cooking <laughs> or well yeah she doesn't do any cooking she doesn't do any cleaning no chores while she's on her moon time and she just rests and That's eats dope. and sleeps and relaxes and you know and then even sometimes like if i know her cycle is kind of like close to the weekend mm -hmm. i'll even pull her out of school 
and oh, let her have okay. a, a couple of days. So like if it's on a th if I know it's coming on a Thursday, then I'll pull her out of school and she won't go to school Thursday, Friday, and then that way she can just kind of rest, rest into the, into that. Yes. So it's it's and it's a beautiful it's a beautiful time and she understands that it's a beautiful time and she doesn't see it as a burden. That's and, good. You know, she doesn't she doesn't yeah. get angry about it or or anything like that. Yes. And so I think it's understanding that and understanding how beautiful that time is, mm -hmm. you know, for yourself. You know, yes. I, had, I had some lady get mad at me on Facebook because she was Why? talking about something, 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 something. And she was like, I just want to forget that my period's even here. And I said, well, sis, that's where you and I are different. Yeah. That's where we're different because I don't want to forget. I don't mm -hmm. want to not know that. It's, I don't want to be oblivious of that because yeah. I understand how beautiful that time is. And I understand how connected I am during that time and I want to be fully aware of it so yes. that I can take full full advantage of the the energy and the potency that's available mm. for me during that time. I'm going to tell you something. You know what I loved about you when I first met you because I met you at this that wellness thing that I went to, right? That Aaron had um who was that place um Kelsey and Oh, the Kelsey Sebo. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. I love that your kids was with you uh, selling steam, Yoni steam yes. stuff. I'm like, I love this. I love that there's like, the, they're not looking at, oh, mom, mom. It was just like, very like, oh, yeah, my, this is what my mom does. You yeah. know, and they're young. I mean, not super young, they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they were like, cool with it, I was like, I like that because there's no stigma yeah. at all. So tell me about the Yoni steams. <laughs> 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 yes, I still got to use my steamy. <laughs> so, okay. So, again, it's one of those things that's been commercialized, right? Because mm, yes. it's the new thing, right? Or everybody thinks that it's a new thing. But again, it's one of those practices like yoni eggs that mm. stems back for women like thousands of years. Yes. And um, women would gather the herbs that were native to their villages or their communities at the time, and they would steam them and allow the steam to steam their wombs. Mm. And there are a lot of therapeutic benefits to it. So for example, um, it helps with, there are certain herbal blends that help with uh, bacterial vaginosis, mm. um, that help with menstrual cramping. There are certain blends that's, um, that help with fertility issues and all kinds of things. And, and it's important to understand that outside of the therapeutic benefit, it actually must begin as a spiritual practice. Mm. It's another one of those opportunities to use your body as an access point. Okay. To connect with the feminine energy within yourself. To connect with, again, divine source, whoever you see that as. And so for me, it is a meditative mm. session. It is a, a session where I can be deeply intuitive. You know, so I create um, blends for, you know, like for creativity, mm. for sleep, um, to, to help support you building good habits. And so those are the kinds of things that I do. But again, it's, it's that using your body as an access point mm. to access the divine energy that is available to you. Right? And mm -hmm. again, if you can master the body, you can master all other things. You know, I'm starting to learn that in this whole journey of, um, so I'm into this, I guess, weight loss maybe, but uh -huh. more of a wellness thing, right? Because okay. for me, my, knowing that in my family, there's been hypertension, okay. high blood pressure, um, diabetes. I really started to understand that it's really about food and what you're 
and taking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's how we eat and all that stuff. And some of, some of it is genetics. Yes, yeah. But knowing that I can control some of that. Mm -hmm. And when I heal, then everything else kind of heals too. Yes. But it really starts with your mind. Mm -hmm. Like really healing your mind to understand, okay, then this, once you heal this process, mm -hmm. then you can continue to do everything else. Yes. So I'm understanding all of that. And even the whole Yoni thing for mm -hmm. me is, I've seen it, but I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody's steaming their vaginas. I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> Steam it. <laughs> but didn't understand the be the benefits, mm -hmm. which is amazing. So how long have you been doing that for? Hmm. I guess it's it's fairly new for me. So okay. the yoni steaming, maybe about a year and a half okay. or so. About okay. a year and a half. Okay. Um, I've always done teas and played with herbs. Okay. But in, in terms of the yoni steaming, that was you know, something that I learned um, as I'm going through my World Woman Wisdom practitioner training. Okay. And so that that's a part of the teaching. Okay. And so when I learned about it, I was like, wow, like this is, you know, this is yummy. This is, yeah. you know, this is really amazing. It's a really good, like, um, self-care yes. kind of experience. It seems that way. Yeah. It seems like uh, it's a feel-good, so I'm looking forward to get my little seat that I'm going to have to create. <laughs> Or something, <laughs> so I can do whatever. So, how, what have you learned about yourself in the whole process of doing all of this? <sighs> I have learned how expansive I am. Mm. I have learned that there are so many versions of me that I haven't even met yet. I like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, they exist, and I haven't even met them yet. Yeah. And that's a part of the beauty and the fun and the joy of going through life is mm. I wonder who I'm going to be today. And meeting all of these different women and, and, and understanding like there are no limits to what I can do and who I can be. The only limitations I have are the ones that I set for myself. Mm. And it's not because somebody else said something. It's not because the economy is doing a thing. Mm. It's not because the patriarchy, which yeah. I actually just hate that. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't hate the term. I hate the way the term is misused. Okay. Um, but it's not because of that. It's, it would be my own limitations. Okay. Right? And so continuing on this journey to see, okay, how much can I access today? and how much can I access tomorrow? And then tomorrow mm. comes and it's how much can I access today? And then tomorrow comes and it's how much can I access today? So that's that's been beautiful. That is, yeah, that sounds amazing. So what would you advise your, let's see, your 22-year-old self? Whew, Lord, honey, <laughs> listen. My 22-year-old self was out here buck wild, you said. Uh, <laughs> She's like, oh, I just reflected. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, so I, I got married early. Okay. Got married, like, right when I turned 18 or 17, something like, somewhere yeah, in there. Damn. And so, um, when, when I left, you know, I was having all kinds of experiences. Mm. I wanted to sleep with everybody mm. and, you know, just all of that just because I wanted to explore, mm -hmm. you know, myself. And if I had any advice for my 22-year-old self, I would tell her not to judge herself as much as she did. Hmm. Yeah, I find that we're kind of hard. I reflect on that, too. Yeah. Yeah, because that uh, stuff doesn't matter now, right? Yeah. I would tell her not to 
not to judge herself as much as she did. And I would tell her that she has always been limitless. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's powerful. So what would you tell anyone who's listening? What's one good advice that you can mm. share with anybody now who's listening in? Hmm. So I used to give this talk called the RPI. Mm. And it was the RPI of whatever it was that you wanted. So if I was doing a wellness talk, it was the mm. RPI of being a, a, a woman who lives in wellness, the RPI of being a great business owner, the RPI, the RPI. Of you. And it stands for responsibility, mm. preparation, and investment. Mm. Okay. RPI, I must write this down. Mm -hmm. Responsibility, press, preparation, and investment. And with everything that we desire, you must first be willing to own the responsibility that comes with that thing. Mm. Because whatever you're not responsible for, you cannot change. That's mm. the part that people don't get, right? Mm -hmm. If it's always somebody else's fault and you feel like if you can find the person or the entity or the organization whose fault it's in is it is that you're in the space, mm -hmm. you think that's empowering, empowering, right? Because I have found the person who is fault, so now I can stick it to you. Mm -hmm. And I can hold you responsible, not understanding that everything that you release responsibility for, you release the power to change. Mm. And so you must first own the responsibility of the thing that you desire. And then once you're willing to own that responsibility, then you must prepare okay. for the thing that you desire, right? Mm -hmm. When I started my fitness business, I would have consultations with women and they would be like, yeah, you know, you new year, new me. I'm da 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 You know, I'm yes. going to lose all this weight. I'm, a da -da -da. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, sis. I'm da 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 Do you have a pair of tennis shoes? Mm. No. Whose gym are you going to with no tennis shoes, ma'am? Mm. Whose weights are you lifting with no tennis shoes? Something as small as you don't even have a pair of tennis shoes. Mm. You're not prepared. And then what happens is because you did not prepare, you throw yourself into doing all the things mm. and then you try to prepare as you go, but it doesn't work that way. Mm. So then you become overwhelmed and then you quit. And then when you quit, it's somebody else's fault. It's your mm. coach's fault. It's your mama's fault. It's your, you know, your genetics fault. It's always somebody else's fault mm. because you didn't prepare. So once you own the responsibility and you prepare for the thing that you want, then you must be willing to make the investment mm. into making it happen. And this can be in the form of energy. This can be in the form of time. Oftentimes it's in the form of money, mm -hmm. right? You cannot desire a million dollar experience and only mm -hmm. want to pay $19.99 for mm -hmm. it. That's not how it works. That's right. Yes. Right? And so if you are willing to do those three things in that order, own responsibility, begin to prepare, and then make, and then when, when it comes to you, be willing to make the investment into going forward, that those three things alone will drastically change your life. That's good. So tell us where we can find you on social media. Give us all your deets. What, what, what? <laughs> okay. So um, if you want to follow me personally, um, you can follow me on my Instagram at AtondraXO. So that's A-T-O-N-D-R-A-X-O. So that's my personal Instagram. 
Um, my website is www.themermaidswisdom.com. So that's mm -hmm. mermaids with an S, themermaidswisdom.com. And The Mermaid's Wisdom is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Pinterest, <laughs> and on Pinterest. everybody as Mermaid's Wisdom. So Mermaid's with an S, Wisdom. So if you just go at Mermaid's Wisdom, you'll find me. Perfect. I thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you interchanging energy with me today. Thank you for having me. And on to the next one, guys. Have a blessed one. Hey, gorgeous people. One last thing. Ways to find the podcast. You can find on the following platform. Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, PocketCast, and Radio Public. Go on there and listen, share, and rate me. And on to the next one. Have a good one.